Uh, let me say that uh, we obviously had uh, technical difficulties, and I'll finish with what I said that got uh, <laughs> lost in the ether, is that it's Modernist, Max Player, or Pneumatic, I think, are the three to play to try to beat uh, Tis the Law, who will be a heavy favorite. Uh, John uh, texted to say goodbye to everybody and have a good weekend. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more real sports to talk about. And uh, holy moly. So everybody have a good weekend uh, from the Obvious Brothers. Bye. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, sunshine? We are. Yeah. Yeah, you, you drug us out a little bit early this morning. Uh, I did. Yeah, so when, when, when I'm not sharp, we blame you. Okay. Okay. All right, sharp. We, uh, we, we actually got to watch some sports and text back and forth to each other uh, last weekend. Yeah. It's kind of an amazing thing. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining, too. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, the PGA put on a... Uh, a good show. Uh, there were some strangenesses to it uh, due to the uh, uh, COVID uh, rules and regulations. But uh, uh, yes, uh, they had uh, a, a, a uh, whatever you call it, a cluster starting on Sunday and uh, ended up with a playoff, uh, which is always, you know, they think that's good drama and uh, away we went. But, uh, you, you know, it's kind of stunning. Uh, a couple people missed putts. You'd think they should have been ma made, uh, John, to to uh, to, to uh, make a difference in how the tournament went. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shoffley missed. I mean, I don't know if he really missed that. I mean, I, clearly he missed it, but that thing was 90% in the hole, that violent lip out he had. Yeah. He, he had made some uh, some pretty lengthy putts before that to stay in contention. Yeah, well, John, John, you know, you know what, ninety percent in the hole gets you. Yeah, get you a bogey. Yeah, get you another stroke. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and and Daniel Berger, who won, uh, since we haven't actually used anybody's name yet, but uh, Daniel Berger ended up winning. He he looked about as shocked as anybody uh, when they interviewed him afterwards. It was like, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, guy misses a two footer for me to win and. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it. Was interesting, and uh, you know, lots of chatter about the golf course. It's a classic course, but it is uh, definitely a course that is. Uh, uh, you can tell how tight it is with people like Jordan Spieth hitting the ball out of bounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and I know uh, we talked about Ricky Fowler on the first day was overplaying around a, a fence that looked to be out of bounds. So. It's tight enough where you have to worry about the out of bounds uh, several times. Though I did hear uh, somebody interviewed yesterday, and I could remember if I worked hard enough, who said that uh, there was a lot more out of bounds and it was a lot tighter this week, John. So, uh, yeah, they the two courses this week are definitely are you know two courses they started off, and you made mention of it yesterday in text. You know, they're not exactly bombers golf courses. No, um, Dustin, Dustin Johnson is uh, uh, obviously was not on the committee to decide where we start coming out. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's for sure. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the scores right now. It says Heritage is only 
7,099 yards, par 71. So that's that's pretty short for for the for these guys. Yeah. Though, though Bryson DeChambeau, who is now the longest man on tour, uh, has uh, been playing well both weeks. Yes. Uh, and actually, it was he, he was the one who said uh, that, that, that there was out of bounds was more in play th- this week. Uh, but uh, he's did you hear the story, John, about him on the practice range? Where at Colonial? No, th- this week. No. They were, I guess, that he had a crowd around him uh, Wednesday and Wednesday afternoon. He was hitting the ball over the netting uh, on the driving range uh, and landing it on the eighth green. And they had to come tell him to stop. He was damaging the golf course, and he was he was trying to get to to a, a two hundred mile per hour uh, swing uh, speed. And I guess he was getting pretty close. So. Yes, uh, I saw that he got the one. I think he averaged one ninety for all four rounds last week, which was the, there's only been three other guys that have ever done it, and one of them is that um, he's on the tour right now, and I don't know him very well. Champ, is his, I think is Cameron Champ is his name. He's yeah. a bomber. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You you know everybody on tour, John. So. Uh... You've made that clear over the last few weeks. So, uh, and by the way, the guy who you claimed was rookie of the year last year was not rookie of the year last year, and yeah, and he he is. Uh, you, you told me how to, you know, I need to be worried about him and and watching for him. I haven't seen him the first two weeks at all, John. No, no, he's not played well. Yeah, there you go. All right, so. But the PGA Tour's back. Uh, I don't know. Do you know where they play next week off the top of your head? No. No, they play, play someplace that's more conducive to, to the longer hitters? They play at uh, the TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. That, that's a no, then. Uh, it is not a long hitter's course either. They don't really have one. Are they playing? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. We're playing Muirfield Village two weeks in a row. Oh, that can't be right. They got the Workday Charity Open July 9th through 12th, and then they have the Memorial Tournament this July 16th through 19th. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to see what all this means uh, that, that uh, when we get to that point. So, uh, John, uh, holy moly last night. Yeah. yeah. Where do you want to start, John? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Riggle. Yeah. Rig- Riggle is in love. Uh, Rob Riggle, the, uh, the comic, uh, co-star of the show is, uh, following Josh Demel around. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know where they were going after the show stopped taping, but, uh, Seemed, seemed like Josh uh, Rob was going wherever Josh was going. So uh, there you go. Uh, pretty funny. Uh, he abandoned, abandons Joe in the booth to go down there and fanboy on Demel. So yeah, Joe, Joe was of course doing what he should have done, uh, acting all hurt and and, and upset that his uh, his broadcasting partner has has left him. Uh, 
uh, all alone. Of course, Riggle has threatened to do this multiple times uh, over the course of the show, uh, if yeah. only to get a drink or a burger or something. So, uh, but uh, Dumel and some other people who we were supposed to recognize were there uh, because uh, the guy who ended up winning is a independent uh, filmmaker uh, from Texas, and I guess they all know him and were there to root him on. So. Uh, at least that was the story, and yeah. uh, uh, and he he the his nickname was the White Buffalo, and uh, he did end up winning. Uh, although, John, I'm not sure how. Yeah, they didn't. The, all they said is the one guy couldn't continue. Yeah, they, bounce, no they bounced him off one pole too many, and <laughs> he couldn't finish the <laughs> final. So, so they had a putt off for, for one of the finalist positions, and the White Buffalo made the putt and, uh, and moved on. It was actually two Texans in the final. The other is a, a Dallas pro from somewhere near you. So, yeah, he was in Dallas. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, that, uh, yes, they, they actually uh, wiped a guy out uh, playing mini golf, John. I mean, wow. That's all I can say to that. He must have landed on that shark a little too hard when he tried down the walk the plank hole. Yeah, that's right. That was the last one, wasn't it? Was the that was his hole? Yeah, but he didn't like, have to do the. Why? Why did you know it was not the diving exercise? He, he took a big bounce, like you know, he had to be ten feet in the air and land in a hole or something. It's like just jump out there on the shark, dude. <laughs> Maybe he saw that the last hole was going to be the windmill hole, and he just said, "No, I'm out. I'm tapping out." Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, it's pretty funny that now that they added a fifth blade to the windmill, <laughs> John. They, 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 I don't think anybody's gotten through without getting knocked in the water. And no, no. And last last night, White Buffalo got hit in the head, and then got knocked into the hit solidly with the second one and knocked into the water. So uh, God, it's just so funny to watch. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, and, and, and you know what's funny, uh, for those of you who don't watch it and you don't get that the, the, there's a fake windmill and they have to run through the blades after putting through it, is they stand there and, and act like, you know, there's You're this long bit and they lean in and they bob and there's lots of bobbing and weaving. Like, I've got this timed, I've got this time, wham, into the water. <laughs> it's it's like, well, you did not time that well at all, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. Complete, no. complete whiff on the timing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so that was, that was fun again. And, uh, like you said, we have our first injury that takes a guy out of the final and they had to, to replace him. And now we know the rules for replacing him, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, there you go. Uh, there was certain oddity to several of the people, but I, I don't think it was quite up to their usual standards. Although they really worked and found a guy whose name is Barf. I think it was actually Bart, but yeah, they called it Barf. Yeah. But uh, obviously, uh, we know how he got chosen, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, kind of like, like the twins last week. There is no subtle here so uh he took a uh, wicked hit off that pole on the volcano hole too yeah uh well you know he, he did a 
720. Yeah, he may have done a 720. Yes, uh, after hitting the pole, it's multiple spins and splash. Yeah, so wow. Yeah, yeah. so holy moly was uh, fun uh, yet again. Um, let, let me say, John, since we've been talking uh, TV some, uh, I have not mentioned this to you, and I'd be surprised if you watch it. But Sunday nights, we've been watching uh, Celebrity Family Feud on ABC. And, uh, you know, uh, Sunday night, uh, you know, it's usually half an hour, right? With, yeah. with teams. Uh, they could not, they were making so many jokes, and they have Steve Harvey wet in his pants so, so bad. It took him an hour to do the show. Uh, what was one, one set of teams? Yes. So. What was it? Who were the teams? Uh, you would ask, wouldn't you, John? <laughs> well, I mean, if they were that funny, I would think they would have been rememberable. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's the sort of thing somebody could look up. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, so yes, yeah, Celebrity Family Feud. And the thing about Celebrity Family Feud, uh, my mother says she won't watch it because the people are so dumb. Uh, that is one reason for watching it. Yes, you get. Oh, that's right. I remember now. It's coming back to me. Uh, RuPaul. Oh, it was RuPaul's team. And I guess Carson, what's his name, is a judge on her show who used to be on, well, he was on the original Queer Eye. The Bold you Type. Yeah, I mean? he, he does Carson. the Bold Type show. Yeah. Well. Katie Stevens. No, no, his, his name's Carson. But anyway, so uh, not only is there Ru, RuPaul and uh, another judge and then Carson, the other judge, who said such outrageous things, and then the last two were former contestants on the show. Mm. And the first one, okay, I swear was six inches taller than Steve Harvey was huge wow. and steve harvey says to him uh, use the voice you use on the show and he goes i am you know <laughs> no 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 steve says he got, it's like this is the voice i use on the show <laughs> <laughs> so I, I it's it's coming back to me that uh yeah so uh yeah, and, and a couple of times they just had no inkling as to what to say to the questions and and and, and a whole series of other things having to do with how they were dressed. And, you know, uh, it, it, it was very entertaining. And the, uh, the other team was from a show called The Bold Type, which I'm told I should know because they advertised the hell out of it when it started. And uh, they didn't make a huge impression. Uh, the RuPaul team, uh, he could not, he could not even get through the introductions. It was just, just insanity. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many times he had to repeat questions for people and say, no, no, that's not, that's not what I asked. Yeah, you know, th those sorts of things. So, so anyway, that's, that's been, that's been fun for a couple of weeks. So now the game shows seem to be Seems to be a thing. Of course, that's typical of summer, isn't it, John? Yeah, they have their little deals going on. Yeah, John. Oh, so, so John, how much of the Premier League did you watch this week? Oh, I, I have not watched any. Okay, well, John, here you, you know I watch. I'm an Arsenal fan, uh, although 
I probably ought to go back and edit that out so nobody knows. Uh, and, and so I watched Wednesday afternoon the, the Manchester City Arsenal game was one of the big ones uh, on their opening day. Um, they, the two games played Wednesday, they had to make up games. They were behind. So anyway, uh, Arsenal looked terrible. Uh, Man City looked pretty good, 3-0. Uh, but they piped in. Well, okay, they piped in. There was crowd noise, John. And I'm like, this is crazy. How, how, you know, crowd noise. And then flash in the upper left-hand corner. If you don't want the crowd noise, go to watch on NBCSports.com or, you know, huh. go to our app. So, so NBC or whoever they were getting the feed from was piping in the crowd noise for the television broadcast. That's weird. Yes. And, and you know, it's like, you know how, how soccer games are, John. It's a constant. Yeah. So it's this constant. I'm like, and you know, they're showing the stands. If not anybody there, right? It's, it's, <laughs> well, you, you know, they've got it now where the the, the substitutes are sitting in the stands, uh, you know, more than six feet apart. So you know, there are a few substitutes sprinkled behind the bench, but it's like there's nobody there but the seats are making a lot of noise man so it was it was weird so uh soccer is back and uh, uh arsenal who uh, is in ninth place on the table uh did not even look that good and man city looked pretty good they're in second uh but liverpool uh is like a game away from clinching the title but of course in the, in the Premier League, you know this, right, John? There's more than just the title. There's uh, top four, top five uh, is meaningful. And, of course, at the bottom, the bottom three get relegated to the uh, first division and three teams uh, advance uh, next year into those slots. So uh, there's a lot to play for. Uh, They're playing more games uh, faster, you know, Shorter so, layoffs, right? They're trying, yeah. They're trying to jam a lot of games in. So um, there's that. Um, I I don't know what you think of the NBA, John, but I saw I saw a uh, announcement of the hotels that the teams are staying in. Uh, I did not realize that there were only kind of like three facilities they were all staying in. So they're like six, seven teams, eight teams, all staying in the same hotel. Which led uh, to a whole series of jokes about, you know, the best TV coming out of this might be a reality show, John. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and, and as to see uh, who's the drug mule and uh, who, who's who's sneaking in the, the uh, strippers and, and hookers. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, not, not to mention, you know. They were talking about all the entertainment and stuff they ha- they were going to have for them, and, and it's like, you know, this is just this is just begging for a reality show about them sitting around, you know, getting pissed off at each other, and you know, all those dynamics. You know, you can't imagine it's going to be a particularly charming living experience for however many weeks. So, but it's uh, yeah. Well, they're saying that some guys are still pretty reluctant i guess well you know Kyrie came out and had a made a statement and yeah and then everybody's like nobody cares what Ky- Kyrie says well he's not even playing right 
He's yeah. a flatter. Well, he's a he's a flatter believer. Nobody nobody cares what he says. Yeah. Well. Uh, but but yeah, I think uh, it, it's tricky. And then we and then we got MLB, who uh, uh, you know uh, that was our last offer, except for the next one we're going to make. <laughs> then, uh, of course, Tuesday night I I forward you a tweet saying that there was an agreement, right, John? Yeah, and then what do you what you send me next? And 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 within hours, there's a statement from MLB Players Association saying, "No, there is no agreement, no matter what you read." And uh, yeah, uh, it's been really weird. Uh, the fact that uh, the commissioner and the executive director of the, uh, the uh, Players Association got together in Arizona on Tuesday. And seem to have some sort of, uh, you know, framework for an agreement, and then they they can't agree on uh, publicly about what it is they've agreed on. So uh, that's that's just I, I I'm well, it happens, John. But it's just like, okay, professionals would say, okay, we're doing a, a, a statement. We're not doing a statement. We're we're laying this out. We're not laying this out. You know, this is like insanity that these people who are highly paid yeah. professionals can't get this right to handle their shit right. I mean, well, yeah, and they're they're. I mean, a lot of the local radio has been shredding them. Like, why why is Major League Baseball the only one that's doing their negotiations in public in right. the, the media? Right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, and I don't think. I mean, there's no way Manfred keeps his job, right? I, you know, but, but you don't know what he was told, right? So uh, maybe this is what he was told to do. So I, I, I don't know. He does look like a bozo at this point. So yeah, it's not look good. No, no, it doesn't look good. And, and, you know, I, I don't know the, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk here without knowing things I would should know before I talk, but we wouldn't have a, a show if we did that. Right, John. Right. But, uh, uh, I don't think either one of them has the power on their own to make an agreement. So even if the two of them sat down and had something like Manfred said they did, well, Clark doesn't have the power to sign off on that without going back and getting approval from uh, at least the executive committee of the union. And right. I don't know the Manfred. I don't think the owners have given Manfred the power to negotiate for them. Absolutely. So, you know, he had to go back to the owners, I would think, and say, this is what we, so to put it out there that they came up with agreement, the two of them in Arizona seems uh, in my, in my mind, that's just, there, there ain't no, you knew you both had to go back and get. Yes. Approval. Yeah. The good news is it looks like they're pretty close together at this point. So uh, I, they may, maybe they'll end up with an agreement and they'll end of July. We'll have what John, it looks like 60 some games, maybe as many 70 uh, in the horse race to expanded playoffs. Oh, great. John expanded playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the baseball has just really screwed this whole thing up. That's, I mean, they, they're just looking like a hot mess. Yeah, well, they, 
they, they always they they have more yeah uh supposedly their union is the strongest one in the professional leagues and they have more trouble coming to agreements than the others usually so uh maybe it's not a surprise and then the whole notion of um you know the the uh revenue stream that is it more important in in major major league baseball than it is in the nba didn't have people in seats uh i guess maybe the math is yes so but uh didn't seem to bother the NBA uh, to, to uh, you know, not not pay attention to that. So I, I don't understand why. Um, I, I don't understand either. It's yeah. all very perplexing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I would have thought you know you know you come back and play seventy games, you pay the guys you know seventy one sixty second, right? Uh, mm-hmm. of what what they're they're supposed to get and and let's rock and roll right but it seems pretty simple doesn't it it seems it seems pretty simple right i i mean uh clearly the union's going on to negotiate the uh, various health kind of stuff right about testing and quarantining and uh social distancing and all those kinds of things to make sure they're as safe as they possibly could be. I mean, maybe you do things like the uh, the Premier League that uh, instead of everybody sitting in the dugout, they sit in the stands, you know, sprinkled five seats apart or whatever. But, you know, uh, th- those things seem to be fairly commonsensical. Let's keep everybody healthy and playing games kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, the money thing, yeah, a little confusing, so. So what else you got, John? Uh, I don't know. What else? You got anything going on this weekend? You got any horse races you want to talk about? Well, there you go, John. Horse race. You know, they're running the Belmont tomorrow. Belmont Stakes uh, two weeks later than originally scheduled, and they've changed the race from a mile and a half to a mile and an eighth. First time they run at a mile and an eighth in like 100 years. Well, it is the 152nd running John, so it's got kind of a history. Neither one of us was even around for the for the first one, 152. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big race tomorrow. Uh, and we've talked about it the last few weeks that uh, lots of horses have been injured who were going to be contenders. Uh, I, I I forwarded you a tweet from uh, a, I guess he's a professional horse. Uh, picker and and so forth who said he was betting everything that he had and everything that uh, his uh, borrower would let him have <laughs> on tis the law at six to five which is the morning line uh tis the law is a big favorite uh one two derby prep races in florida before the pandemic uh fairly handily so it would have been may uh, and everybody else who would have been a real contender with him has pretty much faded. Uh, nobody's sure who the second favorite should be. Uh, let, let me just say Sola Volante, who is uh, right now in the morning line, his second favorite ran just 10 days ago, which is kind of insanity. Uh, yeah, you don't see that very often, but, you know, want to. 
allowance race uh, 10 days ago uh, and was able to get in the field and somebody thought it was worth putting the money down and uh, hasn't run really against this kind of competition. But, you know, somebody must think it has, uh, has what it takes to be competitive. A um, couple other horses, uh, Modernist and uh, Pneumatic, haven't run a lot lately. So uh, they both have shown potential. But, uh, John? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm here. Can you not hear me? I'm here. Hello? 